Hey there, welcome back to the Tacos and Tattoos podcast. You know, yesterday I mentioned my dogs, Nacho and Katrine, and I really want to share the story about what it was like to adopt them and have a dog in Mexico. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. The big question is this, how do we live a life that is unapologetically ours? The summer of 2020, I was struggling. I was facing bankruptcy as my reselling empire was crumbling around me due to the financial constraints caused by COVID-19. I decided to stop trying to hold the weight of the world on my shoulders and get free. I sold off everything. I bought a first class ticket to Mexico and with no source of income and only a few thousand dollars, I went on an adventure. What happened next? Well, my name is Keely Swicky and welcome to Tacos and Tattoos. I've always had a dog in my life. Always, always, always. Well, ever since I was nine, I basically like begged, begged, begged my dad to uh, get a dog. I was one of those people that are one of those kids that when the robot dogs came out in the 90s, I was like all about the robot dog. And I like wanted the one that could like walk by itself. And it had, was it the Tamagotchi? Oh my God, what was that thing called? It was like it was like sci-fi looking and it had like the led lights in the front maybe they weren't led then i don't know it had the lights and they had a little bone that you could like give it i don't know what it's called but it was adorable and i wanted it for christmas so bad and my dad would not get me anything like that never got i got a furby i guess it's close furby was really annoying anybody else remember the furbies anyway i've always been dog obsessed and it took my parents getting divorced for uh my mom to get me a dog and his name was cowboy anyway so fast forward many many years decades um when i was coming to mexico i had a little sheltie dog and um unfortunately he while i raised him with all of my farm experience and tried to do my best to train him he was really hyperactive like the sheltie was just he needed lots of space to run and he was also weirdly aggressive at certain times like with strangers and stuff like he almost he would like people would kneel down to pet him because he was so fluffy and cute and then he would be fine and he'd be smelling them smelling them and then all of a sudden he'd lunge at them barking and like remember this, i was at a craft fair like an outdoor farmer's market craft fair and this lady bent down and I wasn't paying attention and I look back and he looks like he's gonna be okay so I hesitated for a minute to like yank him back and then he lunged at her and because she was kneeling down and it like scared her she wasn't she was just as shocked by it as I was she like fell backwards so when I came to Mexico and after my first month here seeing the street dogs and seeing how things were I like knew he would not be okay here I just knew he'd not be okay. So I had a friend that um, had a huge farm and he had all these border collies and I used to take him there and he'd run around and be super happy. And he had fallen in love with my dog and I was just like, most heartbreaking thing ever to give up my dog Dutch. Like Dutch helped me get through my breakup with my narcissistic ex. He helped me, he was there while I built my brick and mortar business. Like I believe I saw a TikTok recently and it talked about how dogs were karm karmatic sponges. And I believe that dog was meant to be mine, but eventually meant to be my friend Josh's. Like, I think that because that dog always loved men more than me, like he always fell in love with my boyfriends and I'd always get so mad because I was like, what the heck? I pay your vet bills and stuff. 
and feed you and I raised you and you love these people more than me. So I know that while to a lot of people it might be like, I'd never rehome my dog. Like my like Dutch is in a better place for it. Like he yeah, that dog's so happy now. So when I came to Mexico, I had no intentions of getting a dog. I was heartbroken over giving up Dutch, felt super guilty about it. But I moved, when I was here with my friend Kelsey, too, well, she decided she wanted to move in with her Mexican boyfriend. And I was getting, we were getting a little sick of living together. And so I got my own apartment. And about four days into being in this apartment, I woke up. And I was having trouble sleeping that night, so I went and slept on this couch. And I woke up with my heart racing so fast that it was like, like, I felt like somebody, something had, like, grabbed me and touched me. And, but there's no one there. I was by myself. It was like an energetic force. And ever since that night, I could not sleep. I had, like, crazy insomnia. Like, I would try to lay down and go to bed because I was obviously tired. And... Um, my body just could not rest. And then I wouldn't be able to fall asleep till like three, four in the morning. And then I'd wake up at eight. I was getting like three to four hours of sleep a night and it was horrible. Just felt like my body was vibrating. Like there was like this energy running through me. It was just weird. I've never experienced that in my life. I've never been a person that had trouble sleeping ever, 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 never had trouble sleeping. And so something was going on in that apartment, whatever it was, and so as soon as I found a way to move out of that apartment, it was a beautiful apartment. I loved it, but I could not sleep there. I moved into the apartment I'm now in, and they said, oh, you can have a dog. And I was like, great, I'm not getting a dog, but whatever. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll like consider adopting a little chihuahua. So I started asking around and looking for like a little chihuahua. So I was like, that's very Mexico. That'll, that'll be really a good dog here. And I was having, I went a couple months and couldn't find anything. And then I don't remember. Oh, I was just sitting at Ubuntu, one of my favorite cafes. And someone was like, why don't you just check at the animal shelter? And I was like, yeah, but every time I talk to people, it seems like all they have is like big dogs. And I really don't want a big dog because I want to be able to fly back and forth with it with ease. And plus, I think that some of the street dogs, the classic beach street dogs, are so ugly. They look just like, there's some cute ones. I've seen some cute ones, but they always just look like what a dog would be if God was like, I'm just going to mix every breed together. And this is a dog. Like they're just this tan color. Like they, I don't know. how They just look like a dog. Like that's it. There's no breed to them. It's just a straight up a dog. You know, sometimes you look at crosses and you're like that's a lab husky cross or that's a lab boxer there's some pitbull no these are just straight up beach dogs like that that would be their breed so i decided okay i'll just go and check and i went there and they're like yeah i've got this little one he's kind of sick looking but he's available and so i went looked at him and i have this video that i put on youtube not youtube on tiktok and he saw me and he wagged its tail but he didn't look at me but you could tell I was like kissing to him and I was like hi puppy dog and he wagged his tail a little but he was so skinny he was missing all of his a lot of his hair because he had mange and he just was like the ugliest chihuahua ever because I'd been asking around like oh, I want a little little spotted cute female chihuahua and here it is like this ugly sick you know street chihuahua and I left and I was like, I cannot get that dog. 
And then I thought about it and thought about it. And I was like, oh, but all of my years of rescuing animals and horses and, you know, being on a farm, I could totally help him and make him healthy. And I bet he'd be so beautiful when he's healthy. And so I went back and I said, okay, well, how much is it to adopt him? And he wasn't neutered at the time. And so I was like, well, what do I have to do to get him neutered? And they're like, oh, here, you could just take him right now, donate whatever you want for him. So I gave them 300 pesos, which is the equivalent. It at the time was like $15. Now it's like $17 or $18 because the exchange rate has really gotten poor. And they handed me, I didn't have a crate for him. They gave me this cardboard box with AstroTurf, like the fake carpet, the fake grass carpet. And it smelled like urine. He'd obviously been peeing on it. What else did they give me? Oh, a tiny bit of dog chow, you know, dog food here, Purina dog chow. And that was it. And I just said, here you go. Here's your dog. I signed a little bit of paperwork. It was in Spanish, but I understood some of it. It was basically just like, this is your responsibility now. And... (laughs) Here's how we advise you to take care of him. And okay, bye. It wasn't very much paperwork. So I took him home and I got him healthy and I had him, I took him to the vet a lot. Like the first week he had a horrible stomach infection. He was like pooping blood. He was not housebroke at all. So he definitely was peeing on the floor, but he was like the laziest dog. And I swear he was like a little bit special in the head because he, uh, I don't even know if you can say the word retarded anymore. I grew up very country, and we would say, like, that's retarded. (laughs) Or if there was an animal that just would always hurt itself, or you could just tell it wasn't all there, be like, that animal's retarded. I don't know if it's politically correct anymore in this world. But anyway, he was special. He was not all there. You could just tell he was not all there. And so after, gosh, a lot of vet bills, a lot of trips to the vet, giving him vaccinations giving him treatment for the stomach issues, giving him medicine, giving him baths and special soap. He finally, after three months, started to look like a normal dog. And I have this video where he's actually playing with my sandal outside in the sun. He loved to bask in the sun. They don't have, chihuahuas don't have much hair, so he loved to bask in the sun. And he was just happy. He was happy for a while. I'd take him to the beach and he would not walk on a leash though. Like that dog could not walk on. I had to carry him everywhere. Luckily he was small, but he would not walk on a leash. He was so special. He was <laughs> a special little dog. And he stunk so bad for a chihuahua. Even when I give him a bath, he just smelled like funky all the time. I don't know why. So anyway, I finally got him healthy. So I went back to the animal shelter Um, I guess this would be early December, early December. And I said, Hey, he's healthy now. I want to get him neutered. And they said, cool. And I scheduled an appointment for after the new year. And I said, well, I'm kind of considering getting him a friend. Now I'm thinking about getting a second dog. And she's like, Oh, I have the perfect dog. And so she took me and she showed me this little, she said he was a child. He's not, but this little black and brown, you know, with the Rottweiler coloring, small dog and I looked at him looked at him and I was like ah oh, I really like him he's really cute they wouldn't let me take him out and play with him they wouldn't let me walk him and it's just kind of how it is like you just look at him and you're like okay well you could take it early <laughs> you know there's not like a playroom or anything like that and so I 
like left and I sent my boyfriend at the time a picture of this dog and he was like, oh my gosh, adopt that dog for me. And I was like, are you sure? We already have like Nacho and Nacho's already expensive and special enough. And he's like, yes, I'm sure I want that dog. Look how cool he is. And I was like, really? You think this little like chihuahua, like, yeah, he's like Doberman color is kind of cool. And so I went back and I adopted the dog for my boyfriend. And that was Katrine. His name is Katrine. And I like took care of him the first day. He obviously wasn't house broke either. And him and Nacho got along okay, but Nacho was definitely jealous. Nacho had bet I got Nacho house broke and then he started peeing on the wall. Luckily he was short and everything's concrete, so not that hard. But he started being like territorial over his space. And they kind of would play, but Nacho was not super enthused and definitely jealous, and it was cute and all things. And so I tried to, I think the next day I gave Katrine to my boyfriend, and by the afternoon, my boyfriend says, you got to take this dog back. I can't have him. He keeps running out into the street, all these things. And I think he must have thought that he would be a demeanor like Nacho because Nacho would not go in the street. Nacho would stay by the door, lay in the sun and be super lazy. Like Nacho didn't give an uh, F about it, leaving. He was like, good. He's like, I got my house. I got my food. I'm spoiled. Like I'm not going anywhere. And so, yeah, I was just heartbroken. I was like, I cannot take him back to the shelter after he just thought he had a family. Like I started crying and I was like, look, my mom's coming in a month. I'll take care of Katrine and then I can send him back to the United States with my mom and my mom can find him a home there because I, I, this is not race, this is not anything, but it's really much the truth here in the speech town. But like the Mexicans don't always, not all of them, treat their dogs super well. They definitely, there's a statistic that like, was it, 80% of dogs in Mexico live in the street. Even the dogs that have homes, they just leave them out in the street. And so I just couldn't bear it, especially after seeing the shape that Nacho was in. I was just like, no, I can't. So I kept him, and I fell in love with him. He's like my best friend, and he loves me so much. <laughs> so I told my mom came. I was like, no, I'm keeping him. But also, about two weeks, two, three weeks after I got... Yeah, it must have been two weeks after I adopted Katrine... Nacho got really sick. I can't remember why, but I had left my dogs with my ex-boyfriend. I think I'd gone on a trip or I was doing something and I needed I needed quiet. Maybe it was like I was doing a workshop. I don't remember. But I came to pick them up and he had texted me and said, oh, Nacho didn't eat anything today. And I was like, oh, Nacho's finicky, so whatever. It's fine. And I went to pick them up and Nacho's eyes looked like they were about to pop out of his head. Like, I'd never seen anything like it. You know, like those squeeze toys where the eyes pop out because they're, like, gooey? That's what he looked like. He looked like someone was squeezing him and his eyes were, like, popping out. It was horrible. And he was shaking and he was just, like, kind of delirious. And I was like, why didn't you tell me that Nacho was having trouble before it got late in the day? Because I could have taken him to the vet. And now the vets are closed. I can't take him anywhere. And there's no emergency vets here. This is an organ. And so all night I was like trying to hold Nacho and he was like shaking and he kept like trying to squeeze himself into tight places. I don't know if it was like trying to like make himself feel better or whatever, 
But by morning, he had pooped blood all over the floor. He was obviously, like, so incredibly sick. So I was, like, waiting at the vet's office right before they opened. I had him, and I had to train with me. And I was like, what is happening to my dog? And he was like, oh, I think he, he has parvo. And I was like, how is that possible? He had all of his vaccinations and went on. So we kept Nacho for three days, and I came back to visit him. But I wasn't super happy with the condition he was in at the vet. Like, he had pooped in his crate, and he had laid in it, and... He was covered in poop, and I, like, made the lady clean him up, and I felt really bad leaving him there, but I didn't know what else to do, and so I went back the next day, and the vet wouldn't let me see him, and I brought my boyfriend. I was like, why won't he let me see my dog? And he was like, well, we don't want to, like, upset Nacho because he's, like, resting, and he's doing a little bit better, and I was like, well, I want to see him, but they wouldn't let me see him. So I came back the next morning, and the vet looked at me sadly, shaking his head, and he handed me my dog in a in a white colored trash bag it was freaking horrible so incredibly horrible like that feeling of like i felt like i should have just taken him to another vet got another opinion like and then i had to carry my dog in this bag where you could obviously see that there was a dead animal in this bag and I didn't, like, they don't dispose of the bodies. Like, I don't know what people do, but I took him home, and I was, like, crying, and I put him in my freezer because I didn't know what else to do with him because it's hot here. And uh, my boyfriend, I called my boyfriend all upset, and he's like, well, let's go bury him. My boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend has property um, in a colony, and we buried him, and it was very sad. I felt so guilty. And so I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I don't think he had parvo. I think he had Lyme disease because I had friends who had dogs die, well, Mexican friends who had dogs die of Lyme disease, and the whole time they were, like, treating the symptoms, you know, because it'd be, like, a stomach infection or an eye infection or a skin infection. And I was like, you know, I saw these symptoms in these other dogs. Like, I think that this is Lyme disease, and I wonder if Katrine has it, too, because... A week later, Katrine started scratching a lot and getting these little marks on his body, just like Nacho had when I got him. And so I took him to the vet, and I paid, it was like 200 bucks to do all the testing. And it turned out he did have Lyme disease, too. He had early-stage Lyme disease. And I learned all about, like, Lyme disease and the different variations of Lyme disease and how it can affect dogs differently and how Nacho was probably a little bit older, and so he'd had it for a while, and it had made its way into his brain. And, um, so that's why Nacho is always a little special because he, the Lyme disease had been like eating at him for a long period of time. And so I got Katrine treated for that. He did like 25 days of, of antibiotics and all. He was like four different medicines for 25 days and he got better, but I have to take him back every year. At least I have to take him back here soon to get him retested because I guess it can reemerge or they can get it again and we're susceptible to it or something. Anyway, it was horrible. It was a horrible death, a horrible death for a dog. And it just, Lyme disease creates so many other like symptoms and issues. So that's why I have spent, and for Katrina, I only paid 200 pesos to adopt him because I remember how much I paid in vet bills when I adopted Nacho. And so it was only like $10, $12 in adoption fee. And they just like handed him to me as well. They're like, here's your new dog. Okay, bye. <laughs> 
But that, that's been the adventure of adopting both my dogs here. Yesterday went to a charity event for that shelter and they had sold like 250 tickets, meaning they made like a hundred and, let me do some math, a hundred and 70,000 pesos. Let's see, 250 times 700 pesos a piece is 175,000 pesos divided by, let's say, 18 right now. It's like $10,000. That's amazing. I mean, it, in the United States, we're like, we raise hundreds of thousands, but like 10,000 US dollars here can spay and neuter a lot of animals. Because the vets only charge like people 200 to 500 pesos, which is like 10 to 50 dollars to spare neuter an animal. So it's very affordable. It's very affordable and it's very much done as a service trying to cut down on the number of unwanted animals in the streets. But anyway, that's that's the story. I hope you all enjoyed that. I thought I'd share a little snapshot into life here in Mexico and the craziness that it is sometimes. So until next time, I'll talk to you guys later.